0: I'm Ruth Schwenk, and I am so thrilled you're listening in with us at Root Like Faith. It's our deepest desire to encourage and equip men and women to be rooted in God's Word, transformed by the love of Jesus and moved by His mission in the power of the Holy Spirit. Nothing is more important. Well, in today's episode of Root Like Faith, we are talking about how God takes us through different seasons or stages of growth and what he's up to in those different stages and seasons. We're going to answer that question. What is God doing in this season? Maybe you've wondered that yourself. All right. We're really excited to get this conversation going. So let's go. Okay. Well, this is a part of the Christian life that honestly, when I started following Christ, let's see, how many years ago was
1: that? Careful. I don't even know. It's been been a minute.
0: (laughs) Honey, (laughs) maybe 25 years ago. I don't know. Wow, that's a long time. Um, I wasn't really thinking about, you know, my lifelong journey towards spiritual maturity. I mean, let's just be honest. I was just so grateful to have found Christ. I had, you know, felt like I knew... Um, my whole life that there was something more. And so in high school, when somebody, a friend of mine, invited me to youth group and I heard the gospel preached, it was like, oh, that's what I had been waiting for and i was eager to grow and learn but i i didn't have this concept of like this lifelong journey towards spiritual maturity and so that's kind of where we want to go today we want to talk about the different seasons or stages of the christian life and what god is doing in each of those and i think one of my very favorite things about this topic is that it's a journey it's life and it's lifelong because a lot of us want to, you know, we want the change now. We want it all now. You know, you think you should just be this spiritual giant, you know, right away.
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I think that's super encouraging because, I know, we've talked about that before where it is, it's this lifelong journey mm-hmm. of following Jesus whereby the Spirit of God is transforming us from the inside out into the likeness of Jesus. And it is such an encouragement, I think, to remember that that is just a, like you said, a lifelong journey, lifelong process with, um, some, some successes and some failures. And by God's grace, we, we keep, you know, getting up again and, and, you know, following him and being uh, mm-hmm. transformed by him. And so it, it ought to be an encouragement. And yet on that journey, there's all sorts of different stages that, that we can go through. And I think it's just really helpful to understand for, yeah, to understand that and, and mm-hmm. to know what God is doing in each of those seasons and stages.
0: And I think another thing to remember is that no matter where your story started, You know, God wants to work in your life. And so we can come from very different places. Like I know we've talked about many times here with you guys here on the podcast that, you know, my, and I shared just a minute ago, my background is that I didn't grow up in a Christian home. And then, honey...
1: And I did. Yeah, and I grew you up, did. My, my dad was a was a pastor, and you know was a, a church planner. was was in you know full time ministry for I think over mm-hmm. twenty five years. And I remember, you know, my my story is that in fact I was working with somebody this summer, and um, she asked me to to tell her my faith story as a child. Mm. And I had never really thought about that, and so I started working through the different times just in my childhood where I where I first began to encounter God or have a desire to know God. And one of the first memories that I have is a I was probably eight nine years old, and it's a very vivid memory. I remember going upstairs. Uh, we lived there in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and I had this this red picture Bible. And I absolutely loved reading that that picture Bible. And that was the first memory that is the first memory that I have mm. of just having a real interest in God and wanting to know His word. And so I just feel like God gave me faith at a young age. Mm-hmm. and And then I just began to, you know, to write down on a piece of paper, you know thirteen or fourteen different experiences or events in my life as a child, where I just sensed that God was pursuing me by His grace mm. and drawing me into a closer relationship. And so my story really kind of starts in that way. You know, I, I began to notice, a real love for God, a hunger to understand God. Even at a young age, my sisters, as I shared before, had a tremendous impact on me Mm -hmm. spiritually. My parents did as well. But it really wasn't until high school I began to follow Jesus. That decision became my own and not my parents. And, of course, over the years, as I look back, just all the different things that God has used and continues to use to shape me and to grow Mm -hmm. me. And that's really what we're talking about today is those different stages that I think are so important for a disciple, a follower of Jesus to understand, um, you know, in, in Philippians chapter three, you know, because oftentimes, you know, we, we want to start here, obviously, in the scriptures, you know, you see this example of the, the spiritual life being a life of, of um, it's a journey, it's a process. right And so the Apostle Paul says in Philippians chapter three, um, starting in verse 10, he says, I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. And so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead, not that I have already obtained all of this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Mm. And so that's just one example of where we see this idea of the Christian life being a journey or a process. We, we come to know Jesus by repentance and faith in Jesus. And now we begin this lifelong journey of of growth or transformation into the likeness of Jesus. Some Whoa. people call it sanctification, being made holy, but growing in maturity or holiness.
0: Yeah, well, and that should be encouraging. I, I don't know. I hear you read that, and I think, okay, well, they're saying that in the Bible. like <laughs> You know?
1: If Paul didn't have it figured Ex- out.
0: Exactly. Like, yeah. if he... If This is what he was saying. Not that I have, you know, ha- not that I have it all together yet, but I'm, you know, I'm pressing on, I'm persevering. I mean, that should be a real encouragement to us.
1: Absolutely. Let, let me just sort of, um, you know, outline some of these stages or seasons that we go through and, um, you know, again, I think you were saying at the beginning, like we don't typically think about that when we start the Christian life. And I don't mm-hmm. know that I even understood the different stages until I was doing my doctoral studies and we began talking about that.
0: Well, because we, we don't talk about it. Right. And so I think this is our hope for today is that by by sharing these different stages of spirituality, towards the on the journey towards spiritual maturity it will bring some clarification because I think that people they want to grow but they don't see they don't understand the different stages and so like you just mentioned you know we see that it is a lifelong journey we see that in the Bible just like we shared and I think now if we can share those stages with you um, there's a lot of information here we're gonna I
1: like information (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, there's good, and I think yeah. if, if somebody wants to dive into this deep, and we're going to keep coming back to this over the next couple weeks. But there is a lot uh, of just, I think, really helpful uh, information, truth mm-hmm. that I think helps us in this spiritual journey that we're all on. And if somebody wants to dive deeper, um, we can certainly, um, you know, link to a couple books that that are um, very similar to what we're going to be talking okay. about today. Yeah, the Critical Journey is one mm-hmm. where uh, we're drawing uh, some of this from. But you, know, one thing I think to keep in mind as we think about this journey. Is that the, the stages that we're going to be talking about, they they really are progressive and they, they don't necessarily, it's not like you just sort of move through one stage and you never go through that again. Mm. Um, it's not like you just check that box off and now I'm done with it for the rest of my life. They're, they're not linear. Sometimes you can go through a stage or two stages and you cycle back through or sometimes um, a stage takes longer Than others. And so Mm -hmm. some of that will make more sense as we go through and talk about these different stages. But I think that's really important just to sort of know upfront that God is changing us in different ways through these different stages.
0: And I think this gives us perspective on what God is doing in the season we're in. And I think, don't you think it helps us to really understand and actually, um, you know, helps, I feel like we surrender then more to what God wants to do in us when we understand maybe this stage that we're in.
1: Yeah. I mean, I just think about as a parent, like, I mean, I have no greater joy than being a parent. I just absolutely love being a dad and I love to see my kids grow up and I I want them to experience the good life, right? A a Mm -hmm. flourishing life, a life of walking with God, loving God, knowing God. And God, who isn't just like a father, God is a father, he wants the same for us. And, and mm. he gives us his grace. I mean, we come to saving faith by grace. And, and growth is really a response to God's grace, his initiative mm-hmm. in our life. And he's a good dad who wants us to grow up and to walk in virtue, walk in holiness. Right. He wants us to experience life. And so as we think about spiritual growth or holiness, we got to just sort of throw away some of those images of, of you know, God being this, you know, I think you know, legalism sometimes can get in mm-hmm. the way. Mm-hmm. And just understand that the heart of God for us is the heart of a father who loves mm-hmm. us, who created us to know him and to walk with him. And he's poured out his spirit uh, in us. Uh, to empower us and enable us to live the life that he's called us to. And he's a good dad who wants life for us. Oh, honey, I love
0: that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's just such a powerful picture because I think anybody listening um, who has kids understands just that deep desire to, you know, you're teaching your children, you're hoping and praying that they'll... At some point, get it, you know, <laughs> and you're just watching them over the years mature, and to to think about God as our Father who has that same desire, which but even greater, obviously, for us. That's just a really powerful, just everyday, real picture. Absolutely. I love that. I love yeah. that.
1: So let me just highlight a couple of these um, stages. Okay,
0: hold on. Okay, because I want it in my. I'm like, okay, let's keep this organized because I feel like. How many stages are there? You know, because if it were me, I'm taking notes and I w- really want to understand this. So how many stages? Well, let's
1: talk about five stages. There's more than that. Oh, um, no. So it's a little more complicated <laughs> than that, honey. But anyways, so okay. we, we can talk about in, in other traditions, use different stages. But let's talk about primarily five Okay. stages of spiritual growth. And um, so the first stage is this, and again, this is largely from a book called The Critical Journey, and we'll recommend others. Uh, there's just so much here that I think has been helpful to me over the last couple of years, but we're going to primarily focus on the language that they use in that book. But here's stage number one. This is called the converted life. Mm-hmm. And the converted life is really stage one where you, again, by God's grace, through faith, you come into a right relationship with Jesus, you understand your own sin. You you're turning from that sin, and you've turned to Jesus as your Savior. You you come into you get converted. Um, there's the the new right. birth, and you come into this relationship with God. We're we're humbled mm-hmm. by our recognition of who we are, and we begin to turn away from sin. All of that that is in our life that's dead and dying. We that's talked about that we, in our series, you know, on Lent that that yeah. sin really is is about breaking a relationship with God. It's all the stuff that's dead and dying in our life. And in that first stage, we we begin to to experience now the new life that God has for us.
0: Yeah, and that's when we're first when we first accept Christ.
1: Absolutely. Okay. Now, stage two is what we'll call um, the learning life, and so there's the converted life where we again, by God's grace, come to faith in Jesus. We experience the new birth. And we begin that journey. Jesus says, come follow me, and we're taking our first steps. And then we enter into that next stage, which is really called the learning life. And this is where stage one really humbles us. We, we get an awareness of who we are and who Jesus is. Stage two is what, really what grounds us. Mm. And this is why, just think about your own life. I mean, when you became a Christian, we were talking about this the other day, like you just can't get enough.
0: Well, yeah. Um, so when I- you know, Every
1: sermon, you know, every book, I mean, every worship song, like you just feel like you're you're hungry to right. know God and learn more about Him.
0: Right. Well, when I first started following Christ when I was in high school, um, I mean, I just... I couldn't be at church enough. I couldn't be at youth group or church or with, like, if, if our group would have something outside of church together. Like, I just couldn't be there enough, and I couldn't open my Bible enough. I couldn't... Like, it was... It was intense. And then I, right after then, I went to Moody Bible Institute. And, you know, of course, that was like big time Bible learning. (laughs) It's (laughs) in her
1: middle name. Right. That's that's the, the running joke at Moody, Moody. Bible middle, middle Institute. Is, yeah. Bible is in the middle of our name. It's yeah. Our so everybody
0: name. that goes to Moody gets a minor in Bible, which is great. Um, I But when I went to Moody, I hardly knew the Bible at all. I mean, I was a brand new Christian. So that was like drinking from a fire hose, you yeah, know, but yeah. it, I'm so grateful for that opportunity. There was a lot I probably didn't understand just because I was a brand new Christian. Um, but talk about learning. And I couldn't get enough at that time.
1: Absolutely. So that's what we call the learning life. Mm -hmm. And again, that's that season where we're just really getting grounded. We're understanding, you know, the Bible We're understanding maybe theology. We're just getting a a sense of what the Christian life is all about. Now, stage three is typically called the active life. And this is where we begin to now discover the different gifts that God has given us. Mm. And so now we we come into an awareness that, that God has uniquely wired me or he's given me certain gifts that are meant to be used for the good, you know, of other people. And so we just really begin now to live a more outward life. Mm. We get converted. We come to faith. We experience the new life of Jesus. Um, we we enter into that learning life, the, that, that next stage where we're growing and understanding who Jesus is. And now we're beginning to give our life away. Mm. We begin to serve and to offer our life to other people in the context of the church. And you, know, you go on missions trips. There's just all kinds of Right. Fun stuff because following Jesus is really really good and loving other people um, is is very exciting and so we enter into that that active life where we experience the reward of of loving God and loving others. Right, and
0: that doesn't mean like you mentioned before, it doesn't mean that <clears throat> the learning life is over for you. <laughs> right, you know clearly you're still learning. We're always learning, um, but you you see yourself the desire probably begin to transition then into more service and you're putting into practice what God is teaching you.
1: Right. Absolutely. So, you know, most people, like you said, I mean, again, these are, these are not necessarily, there's great overlap. And like you said, as you're now serving and giving your life away, you're continuing to to ground yourself in who Jesus is. You're continuing to, to grow and understand and to learn. But at some point, in the active life in stage three, we, we hit what's called the wall mm. um, or what other spiritual writers have called the dark night of the soul. And, and oftentimes what happens at some point in the active life, there's, there's maybe, you know, somebody becomes to, they, they get burned out. They've been serving mm. and giving and they just have nothing left to give. They, they begin to feel spent and, and now God begins to feel distant. And I, I don't really sort of sense God's presence mm. or his love like I used to. And so sometimes in the active life, that season, that dark night of the soul, that, that wall that we hit is really characteristic of somebody having an experience of feeling burned out or something traumatic will happen. There's a diagnosis, there's the mm. loss of a loved one. And now God is not behaving like I thought he was supposed mm. to. And so early on in the Christian life, as we experience God's love and his presence, and we just sort of follow Jesus with, with the hair raised on the back mm. of our neck sometimes. In the active life, as we hit the wall, we begin to realize that, that some of the answers that I had, uh, some of the book answers that I had, some of the things I knew in my head aren't adding um, up, aren't adding up. Mm-hmm. and God is now behaving maybe in a different way and he's outside of the box. And so we enter into really that, that dark night of the soul, which, which in many ways is a season that, that transitions us into that fourth stage, which is called the inward life.
0: Mm. Well, see, okay. So I just feel like we need to stop here because this is why it's so important understand these stages because we all get to, I mean, wouldn't you say that's correct? We all get to this point. Um, I'm sure you listening, probably almost everybody listening can go, oh yeah. If they haven't heard these stages, they're going to, that's going to resonate. Oh my word. I've hit the wall. Maybe I'm in the wall right now, (laughs) you know, you know, at the wall right now, not in the wall, but maybe I'm at the wall right now. Um, This is why I feel like this is so impactful and was on you when you understood these. Right
1: when I, it's you're right because I think what happened every time I've ever preached on this over the last couple of years, inevitably somebody will will you know email me after the sermon or that week and say I need to drop out of doing this, or I've got to <laughs> give up doing this because I'm in the dark night of the soul. And so you just there are there are, I think parts of this spiritual journey where we can go. Oh yeah, that's exactly where I'm at, mm. or I'm right here. And and again, God changes us and He grows us in different ways in these different seasons. And so what you're describing is that, you know, some writers would say that that most of the church gets stuck at stage three. And so what, mm. what happens is that as we go through stage one, stage two, stage three, we hit that wall and there becomes a choice. Like we don't have to walk into... The, the dark night of the soul. In fact, mm. um, some would say most Christians do not, okay. um, that we, we sort of just go through life sort of unaware of how God is uniquely using this season mm. to grow us so and we, to change we're, us. We're stuck.
0: We're stuck, at, we're the stuck wall. at
1: the wall or we, we cycle back through cycle mm. one. We just think, well, I just need to learn more. I need to grow more. I need to you know enter mm. into another small group, another Bible study, or I need to serve more. And so we can get stuck in this vicious cycle and never really enter into the dark night of the soul where God is, is doing something very unique. Um, and, and then what, what happens is that we oftentimes then don't understand what God is doing. And so therefore don't grow in the way that God mm. wants us to, to, wants us to, and we never make it into that next stage mm. or next two stages. Mm, that's so. Um, and so you're exactly right. There really is, I think a critical choice that happens when we enter into this season, when we hit the wall and enter into that dark night of the soul. And mm. again, we want to be careful because the dark night of the soul is really different. I mean, there are people that, that really wrestle with depression mm-hmm. and you know mental illness or things like that. And we just want to really be, I mean, be careful that I think that there is a difference between somebody who is, is going through a, a difficult time of depression and, and needs help in that way. And so when we're talking about the dark night of the soul, there's certainly going to be moments where we feel depressed or we feel mm-hmm. sad,
0: but you're not talking, but about... we're not talking
1: specifically about a season mm-hmm. of depression mm-hmm. um, that that needs to be addressed in, in a different way. When we're talking about the dark night of the soul, we're really talking about this perceived absence of God or sometimes feeling abandoned by God. Mm. Um, God's not behaving like we we think that he should. And it's in that season We're going to come back to this um, and spend a whole episode on this. I don't want to say too much, but it's in that season that God is doing something very different Mm. than in stage one, stage two, and stage three. Now, for those that do make the choice to enter into the dark night of the soul, and I would just say that most people... Most followers of Jesus cannot get through the wall alone. This is where they need a pastor, they need a Christian counselor, they need a mm. spiritual director. There are some stages in the spiritual growth that we cannot journey by ourselves, and I would say this is one of them. And I would say that we ought, ought to always have somebody that's walking with us in the spiritual life, but especially during this season where we're now beginning to enter into that next stage, which is called the inward life. Mm, okay. And now the inward life is that choice to go, okay, God is, is wanting to do something inside of me that he has not done before, maybe that I haven't understood or allowed him to do by his spirit. And so the inward life is oftentimes marked by just what it says, a journey inward, um, understanding past hurts, uh, past wounds, um, You know, healing that mm. needs to happen. Um, ideas that we have about God that were wrong expectations about life that we had that, that were misplaced or, or inaccurate. And so the journey inward at its core is about learning and understanding that we are loved. This is the, mm. the, the, the stage or the season in the spiritual life where what God is primarily up to is he's up to healing our wounds. Um, he, he's up to, to confronting, you know, our sin, but he's up to ultimately, um helping us to see that we really are the beloved and that. enabling us to live out of that that core identity that we are loved by God, we we are forgiven by him, we're accepted by him because of what Jesus has mm-hmm. done for us.
0: What I love about that is you go through these stages, you the converted life, you accept Christ, the learning life, you can't get enough, the active life where you're serving, and then at some point you either burn out or you have a crisis of some sort and you're you you hit the wall and I think that's when we feel, like you said, abandoned, and how beautiful is it that when we work through all of that, we go into this inward life where we really understand that God loves us. Here we had felt so abandoned, and then we come to this deep understanding that no matter what happens in my life, God loves me and I can trust him.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, again, as, as you're going through that dark night of the soul, I mean, God is after, you know he's detaching you from, from all of the things that mm. you look to for love or joy mm-hmm. or security. Mm-hmm. And he's setting you free from that so that mm-hmm. ultimately you might attach yourself to him. You might be joined to him in a new way, be, um, be, be one with him um, mm-hmm. in the sense that, that we're now participating in, in who he is and the life that he wants to give us uh, in the spirit. And we're understanding that, that we are loved, that he is for us. And he's really teaching us to love him for who he is, not just what he gives us. Mm-hmm. And so as we go through that series now, that season, we're, we're really entering into that inward life where God has continued to heal us and reveal areas of our life that we look to for significance or security that are not are not him. And as we continue on in that stage or that season, Eventually, what happens is we enter into that that fifth stage or uh, or um, stage uh, season. I'm sorry, called uh, the outward life. Mm. And again, God, you know, is is ultimately after our good. He's giving us grace. He's empowering us with His Spirit so that we might love Him and love others well. And what happens in this fifth stage is that now we begin to love people freely. Um, Mm. We don't really worry about success necessarily. We don't necessarily worry about. Um, you know, whether somebody loves us back. I mean, Mm. there's this new freedom to loving God and loving others. I mean,
0: it's a mature way of loving others. It's a mature kind of love. Yeah. So
1: the the outward life, of course, there's a a lot more to it than that. But ultimately, the outward life now is is a pure love, if you will. Mm. Um, I can love others without needing them to love me because I'm anchored in God's love for me. Mm. And so sometimes early on in the Christian life, I mean, we're loving others. And sometimes that's pure, but oftentimes it's not. I mean, we're doing things and serving others we want recognition. We want other people to appreciate us. But what happens in that fifth stage is that now we begin to just give our life away um, Mm -hmm. because we already have God's love. We understand that we're his beloved Mm -hmm. and that is success is, is knowing that we're loved Mm -hmm. and living out of that love. All of our, our our life is a response to God's love for us. And so Mm -hmm. the outward life now, is a life where we're beginning to give our life away in all sorts of different ways, small ways, hidden ways. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really matter to us because we're, we're loved by God, and and now we just are able to, to follow in the footsteps of Jesus in a greater, more mature way to mm-hmm. love others.
0: And we can walk securely in that.
1: Absolutely. And you
0: yeah. can, I mean, you notice that in a person, you know, if they're walking securely in God's love. And so, I, you know, what's interesting to me as we're talking about all of this is I just... I really appreciate the emphasis you made on um, talking to a pastor or a counselor. Just really working through, because I don't think I think we get stuck at the wall when we're not willing to deal with. The stuff that we've been carrying around for years, maybe from our childhood, you know, maybe as we've gotten older, um, we all have issues, and I think we have to work through those. That's part of spiritual growth.
1: Absolutely, and I think that that's again, you know, as we as we journey through, you know, Peter is a great example of this in the Bible, and just as Peter Mm -hmm. matures in the journey, um, you begin to see that he has a greater awareness of of who he is, his own sin, his own pride, and as as Peter gets greater knowledge of himself he also gets greater knowledge of jesus and those two um sets of knowledge are are incredibly transformational Mm. in peter's life so so peter understands now in the journey his own sinfulness his own weakness he's denied jesus Mm. and yet when he's reinstated he's restored to jesus in john chapter 21 he gets not only a greater awareness of his own sinfulness but he gets a greater awareness of the love that Jesus has for him as mm-hmm. a sinner. And so he understands now that he is a loved sinner. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is incredibly transformational in the life of mm-hmm. Peter. And so he's a great example of somebody who journeys through these different stages and comes out on the other side as somebody who now loves Jesus. He's not perfect, but he loves Jesus, he loves others. Yeah, and, and so I think it's so important for us as we journey through these different stages just to have an awareness mm-hmm. of what God is up to, what he's doing, and how necessary it is to have sometimes other people in our life helping us in that journey. Right, and, so, and speaking um, into it. Because yeah. Yeah. So, we
0: don't always see rightly. <laughs> you know, we don't see the situation rightly a lot of times. Right, So it's always helpful to have that accountability. Um, So, okay. So we've covered a lot here and I know you mentioned that we are going to come back to this next week. And um, so I want to just say that next week we're going to really talk in depth about this, you know, coming to the wall and what God is doing In that season. And honey, I think it'd be really good um, in the next episode if you just shared some of your story of that, because I think it's so powerful when we can hear from somebody else who's walked through that. And so we will share some of that with you guys um, in the next episode. But as we close out today, I want to talk about just a few, you know me, I like the practical takeaways, like, (laughs) um, because we've talked about you
1: are the queen of practical.
0: Well, I love it. I it's wouldn't good. say that. I'm always looking for the practical. I don't always see it, but uh, <laughs> but so, here are just a few practical takeaways from today. um First of all, I would say, don't focus on the season or stage. focus on what God is trying. To teach you, and that—that's the first thing we want to say here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I had a—I uh, do have a, a, a mentor, a spiritual uh, director who I meet with on a regular basis, and that was one of the things we—we we talked about uh, over the summer. As he said, don't focus on what stage you're on. Right. Um, you've got enough that God is clearly speaking to you about, and so just focus on what God is up to right now, and mm-hmm. continue to respond to His grace. And so the stages are just meant. I, again, to to be a helpful guide, have an understanding, but mm-hmm. don't get too caught up on. Oh, I'm on this stage; I need to get to the next stage. Well, they
0: are helpful. They, they they're helpful because you can go. Oh my word, I'm at the wall, and right. I am burned out, and I have been there, and this is the way forward. Yep, yeah, you is, know, there's that, nothing
1: abnormal happening. Exactly, to me. There's, there's exactly. Thousands of Christians. That, yeah, yep. That's good. And so, secondly, and, and maybe lastly for today, um, is just remember that that God is not in a rush with you. Mm. Uh, and I know that sounds so simple and in, in that hopefully that doesn't sound heretical. It shouldn't be, but God is patient. Uh, he, he is a good, loving father. Who's not in a rush. He mm-hmm. wants a life for us. And he calls us out of our sin um, because he wants to give life to us, but he's not in a hurry. Like God is, is so good. And he's so patient. As I think about my own life, whether it's over the last six months or the last three years, or mm. as a kid, I just think, oh my gosh, like, Lord, you have been so good to me. You've been so faithful and so present and at times where I didn't even recognize That makes it.
0: me want to start singing that song. And you've been <laughs> so good to me. Anyways, go ahead.
1: <laughs> and just so patient. And so yes, I just would amen. encourage you if you're listening to this. I just think it's so easy. The enemy would love to keep you discouraged. Mm. And the, the enemy would love to keep you focused on your sin and f- focused on the areas that you're falling short. Mm-hmm. And yet as we look to Jesus, we're reminded of just how patient he is, how gentle he is. You know, the scriptures talk about how Jesus um, that, he, that he doesn't um, he doesn't break a bruised reed mm. and most scholars most commentators would say that that you know he's referring to people that the scriptures are talking mm. about people in other words he's very gentle with those who are hurting and recognize their own neediness and so he's gentle with you he's patient with you and mm. he's doing a work by his grace in you mm. and so our response is just to keep opening to him and keep saying yes to him mm. um, Jesus we want more of your life mm, so I love that come and take us
0: well and it, again I, I, I'm going back to that picture the example you shared earlier about a parent with their child I mean you're not just going to be like oh forget it you're never going to learn and we'll see you later You know that t- I mean you won't give up on them and you keep loving them and, and that's how God feels about us in, in, at an even greater um, amount so well friend we're so grateful that you have joined us if we haven't met we want to to get to know you. So be sure to follow us on Instagram at Patrick W. Schwenk and at Ruth Schwenk or on Facebook. And listen, we are getting those DMs from you. So feel free to introduce yourself to us in the DMs. I love it. It's so fun.
1: I didn't get any birthday presents. I don't know if you, I don't, oh, I don't know if you noticed that. Oh, that's
0: right. Nobody, I'm sorry, honey. Me, uh, you know. Well, I don't think they have your address. I guess they could have <laughs> sent you a... Well, people probably told you online, happy
1: birthday. They did. Birthday. I'm oh, just my I'm just joking. He
0: has an issue with his birthday. <laughs> Anyways. (laughs)
1: it it is april now it's probably it's a little late well it's it's time to start talking about next february
0: okay you can prepare people okay 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 don't forget also that everything we've talked about will be at rootlikefaith.com forward slash podcast we'll be sure to put a couple of those resources that we mentioned And again, we just welcome you into our family here at Root Like Faith. Would you do us a big favor and leave us a review or rating and share this podcast online on your Instagram or Facebook with your friends? It just takes a second, and it is a tremendous help to us as we spread the word about Root Like Faith. Be sure to tag us so we know when you do that. We're so grateful for your help in getting the word out. All right, friend. Well, we will chat soon, and we hope you have a great week.